They told me I use my mouth good. So I started a podcast. It is an off-the-cuff podcast podcast. It's one of those because I've been trying to kind of write something out and make it a little more organized, but I'm having a hard time collecting my thoughts on everything that is going on. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I had recently talked a bit about doing a series on mental illness. I've decided to maybe not pursue that in the same way that I had before because I think it's a subject that is a little bit bigger than I quite have the qualifications for. So I'm just going to admit that and I don't want to be coming across like I'm giving any kind of medical advice or anything like that. So I've just kind of shelved that for now. And instead, I think I'm just going to focus more on current event type stuff, which is terrible for anyone who's been paying attention, uh, which is probably the people who are more likely to listen to this. I've been unable to pull myself away from the news and what's been happening, and by the news, I mean first-hand accounts of what's going on in places like Portland and other places that a bunch of protests are going on at, and yeah, I guess I have some feelings about it. I guess I can talk about my feelings. I I don't know. It's like feelings... (sighs) Yeah, everyone has feelings about this, right? That doesn't make anything unvalid or even that irrational. I would say these feelings are pretty rational, actually, because they're about something that I've been talking about for 
shit, like, way over 10 years now. <laughs> I've been having some, like, come to Jesus and come to Satan moments recently, whatever that means, about, you know, what I've accomplished and what's my life been like in the last, I would say, 15, 16 years. I've been really trying to be more politically informed and active and it's weird it's weird to be where I'm at now knowing what I know and what I've seen and some of the paths that I've taken and seeing where other people have kind of ended up that I've known for a really long time or I thought at least had a um hmm, understanding of certain values and ideas and principles and all that it's been hella disappointing y'all it's everything right it's covid it's the economic collapse it's the extreme police brutality that we've been seeing for ever really i mean since the you know the, the police have never been this, like, organization that you can really trust anyway. They literally came out of people hiring people to catch their runaway slaves, uh, slave patrols, things like that, free people patrols, uh, whatever you want to call them. That's where the police came from, and people who listen to this podcast are pretty well-versed with history and probably already know that. So all of this is built on top of that. And hence, we are where we are with everything. And I've written some things about some of the protests I've been to and my general thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, obviously, this has been a long time coming and I'm a bit surprised it hasn't happened sooner. But at the same time, I am inspired by some of the momentum and I'm also very concerned with the increase we've seen in federal forces coming down on people who are expressing their rights and expressing their dissatisfaction and their dissent and it's been very telling who is so afraid of Marxists oh god Marxists of all the things right that they're willing to allow the full force of the Department of Homeland Security come down on innocent people, including moms and fathers and military veterans and elderly people and disabled people. And of course, the people of color that these things have always come down the hardest on. It's the same people who, I mean, there's like an overlap in all of this, right? Like, we, we've reached a kind of boiling point of all of this horrible shit has been happening for so long. And now that there's a pandemic on top of it, people are feeling the hurt of the economic collapse and the rage. And they're spending more time educating themselves and finding out what's going on and realizing, holy shit. This is way worse than I even thought it was. Even if you were an activist or someone who was politically informed before, I think that we're even seeing this kind of pressure kind of built up and exploding. And this is the result of that explosion, 
right? Everyone's struggling right now. We're in the midst of this pandemic that this country is handling as badly as you could possibly imagine. I mean, I don't know, like, I have a pretty good imagination. I'm like, man, y'all really fucked this up. So now we're looking at, you know, who who are we allowed to sacrifice to the economy? Who are we allowed to say matters less enough that it's okay for them to die? That it's okay for them to be sacrificed for some kind of greater cause? And you see this thread throughout this entire country, throughout the origins of this country. This country has always allowed certain people to be sacrificed in the pursuit of I don't know, allegedly higher goals or whatever it is. But now we're seeing attacks happen on such a scale, attacks from the federal government, by the way, happen on such a scale that it's fucking infuriating. I mean, I don't know, like, I've been angry my whole life at this stuff, but I think regular people who aren't neurotically obsessed with politics like I am are finally realizing, hey, wait a second, this is... This is really bad. I mean, just regular people are getting involved. And in a way, it's really heartening. Like, it's really inspiring. And I'm so proud of my friends in Portland and throughout the country who are showing up to these protests and, you know, telling them that, hey, we're not going to stand for this anymore. And also, people are being evicted. And there's so much else going on with the whole COVID lockdown that is a threat to civil liberties and just personal autonomy that's fucking devastating. And the fact that we're stuck here is not great either. I mean, you guys know I love to travel. I love to get out and see the world. I don't have any kind of belief in American exceptionalism. I don't know what that is. I've never believed this country is the best country in the world. I mean, that's quite a claim to make, and I just haven't seen the evidence for it, especially as I've traveled more. And I miss getting out and seeing the rest of the world who, you know, does things differently. And America is not, you know, the only country. People here act like it is, but it's definitely not. And we're trapped. We are an occupied country right now. We're occupied by the fascist federal government. And it's amazing to see who has actually joined the side of the federal government. You know, it's people who have been bitching about civil liberties for years. And bitching, I know, that's not the greatest term to use. But these are people who've been complaining about civil liberties for years. And now they're just throwing up their hands being like, oh, well, it's fine. It's fine as long as it's not me or as, you know, as long as they're only only rounding up the Marxists and, and, you know, DHS says they're only rounding up the Marxists because you should really believe the fucking government right now. That's that's fair. That's, you know, a thing you should trust. So I've been so fucking angry (laughs) about this. Like I It's been hard for me to even write out my thoughts or speak out my thoughts or even do a podcast because I'm angry about so many different things that it's hard to get that kind of like clarity that you need. But tonight I just was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put something out like I I, I'm frustrated Other people are frustrated too. friends of mine. And by the way, I'm friends with people from a wide range of places. I've had to go 
into some, you know, very interesting and very, uh, actually polarizing scenes in my life and to find, like, allies and stuff like that. I, I've hopped around from a lot of different scenes, and so I'm friends with a wide variety of people, and seeing people's reaction to this is telling me everything about who they are and who you can trust to have your back in bad situations. When I left Florida a few years ago and I was really at an extremely low point, that's the lesson that I had to really take with me was, you know what, when things get really difficult, you find allies in the strangest of places. The thing with allies, the thing with the people who show up when things get difficult, is it's not who you expect it to be. It's not always the people who align the most with your political beliefs. But political beliefs are different from values. And I think that gets lost in the noise. There are a lot of people who may have different ways that they think politics should be run and different ways that they want to personally live their lives that have the same values as you. And aligning with those values, to me, has been the most important thing in my life. I can get along with a wide variety of people, but at the end of the day, who's going to call the cops on me, you know? And that's who I've had to kind of, I've narrowed my pool of people that I trust, because values to me mean more than anything else. And I have a kind of, I have an internal value system that I feel like has always been there. It's always been kind of at my core, and I've added on certain values, and I've kind of change the priority of things internally, you know, as I've gotten older and as I've kind of gone through more things. But at the end of the day, it matters who's going to call the police and who isn't on you. And I've had to make this a standard in my personal life for protection because some weird shit's gone down, right? And as I was trying to collect my thoughts about everything, I wrote this kind of open letter on one of my Facebook pages, and I have two of them. I have the one that I link in my Patreon, and then I have an older one that is from a different time in my life. And so I've split profiles, and I did this to cut down on the noise. My Twitter is the same. My Twitter, I'm always just going to have one Twitter. I, I honestly took a long time to get on Twitter and an even longer time to get on Instagram because it's hard enough dealing with just like you know, one or two social media sites at a, at a time. So I was kind of like a late adopter to more of them. And then uh, because I started my first Facebook so early in my life and in my activist life especially, I just have a lot more people on there. And the various things I've written over the years got a lot of attention from a lot of people in a certain political space. And I no longer stand by a lot of those associations and even some of the views that kind of got me more attention in that space. I've completely disavowed libertarianism, for example. I wouldn't call myself a libertarian right now and I don't want to get into a bunch of labels and who I am and what I believe and stuff. My values have stayed the same. And for a period of my time, I believed that libertarians more so aligned with those values, and I've been clearly mistaken over the last, I would say, 
six or seven years as I've kind of been going through this and reevaluating who I am and what I prioritize as values in my life. So this was written on the older Facebook that has more of those people on it. And I haven't been able to go through the process of cleaning it out and all of that. It got so tedious that I just started a new one. And the metrics for that one are a little bit different. You know, it's a little bit more of a uh, private profile. But I felt the need to, to write this open letter recently. And I'll read it for you because I feel like it's one of the better things that I've written in regard to this, just the current events and what's going on and just how angry I am and upset that so many fucking people who you know, we're against the cops and against the government, are now cheering it on. It's absolutely appalling. And I mean, it was one of those things I predicted a few years ago internally. It was one of those things I was I was looking around at who some of the people I knew were, like who my affiliations were and stuff. And I was like, these are people who hate the left more than they love freedom. And I've been saying that for a very long time. I would say at my core, I'm some version of leftist, oh my god, for a lot of reasons, and it totally repulsed me. I absolutely 100% believe in civil liberties and all of these things, and I mean, arguably, I would say I'm more of the original version of libertarianism, which comes from French libertinism, but... I'm not going to go into the whole history of everything. I've disavowed it because of the direction that certain people have taken. And this is through my journeys through different spaces too, from the activist side of things to the tech side of things to all of the places in between. I've inhabited a lot of different worlds of weirdos. And I have no regrets. The only regrets I have in regard to the things I've done in my life is not standing up and having the courage to stand up for myself or other people in situations. The only regrets I have are entirely centered around cowardice, really. And I think that's what this letter addresses. So I'm just gonna jump right into it. There are a lot of people probably still on this profile I have very little in common with anymore. Some might even stick around to be purposefully antagonistic towards me, thinking it's somehow emotionally devastating or something. While I can be loose acquaintances with a variety of people, I don't respect anti-human, pro-DHS stances from anyone. To be honest, I've seen some of my conservative friends on here more opposed to what's happening in Portland than people who call themselves anarchists. There are some people who think I'm some kind of Marxist now, and I too believe they are living in a world so far removed from reality, it is impossible to reach them. We're at an impasse regarding the recent rounding up of political dissidents in Portland, because while I may have my unpopular opinion about former acquaintances weakly falling for fascist propaganda, I don't wish for even them to be rounded up by secret police. I believe some of you to be or have become despicable bootlicking assholes who can't recognize the very tyranny you railed against for years. Your ignorance and obtuseness is embarrassing and dangerous for people like me and my actual friends. But I don't want you to be disappeared into the night for being ignorant, misguided, or just plain stupid. 
And that's the difference between us. I don't want the feds to round up the people who want people like me rounded up. This shouldn't be something I even have to say or count it as some kind of virtue. There's no honor in being better than 100% trash. It is cowardice to cheer on the feds against people who were simultaneously, quote, weakling leftists who were ineffective, end quote, and also, quote, the greatest threat to civil liberties ever, end quote. And cowards repulse me. Cowards can be more dangerous than those committing violence because there are more of them to sit around and do nothing as it happens. When things get scary, you have to be brave enough to stand with people you may not like against government repression. Too many of y'all are showing your fear and letting the government do things with the same justifications that have been used in every tyrannical regime in history. It's so old hat, yet people are falling for the same old shit. If you support the government rounding up political dissidents, be ashamed. You're a coward. You've proven you can't hack it in a real-life collapse. You're also not edgy or interesting for grandstanding about civil liberties in the past only to cop out now. Don't be a useful idiot for fascism. There's no leftist activist in this country that will ever be powerful enough to do to you what the government is doing to your neighbors right now. Honest regards, MK. And I ended it with honest regards. This, the title of this was An Open Letter to Lurkers I Haven't Wasted the Time to Remove. Because honestly, yeah, I don't have time. Even though, like, we live in this timeless world now that is strangely more familiar to me than to a lot of other people, I don't go through and curate things all the time. I maybe should. I should maybe be better at this. This profile, for me, is not something I visit a lot anymore. It's, it's a place where I stay in touch with certain family members and old friends from back home, old friends that I grew up with in Florida, things like that. It's from another era in my life, so I often forget that it even exists. Again, I'm not the best at having my attention pulled in a bunch of different directions to carefully curate every single social media thing I do. You know, my attention span is somewhat limited, and yeah, that's just where I'm at. So that is what I wrote. Turns out all the right people ended up liking that. And yeah, it kind of captures my feelings. I'm very angry. I'm very frustrated. And I'm disappointed. And you know what? There's all these people who are, you know, talking about their guns and talking about insurrection. And when insurrection comes from the government, you know, we're going to be there and we're going to fucking fight it with our fucking guns and our AK-47s and our... They don't, they don't actually have AK-47s with our AR-15s and the government ain't going to take shit away from us. And then, then fuck them Marxists. And like, I, I am like kind of losing my shit. I'm not really losing my shit, you know, like I'm going to be fine. But I, yeah, I'm fucking angry. And this is one of those like angry podcasts. I don't know, like it's, <laughs> I wish I was better at, you know, having more, um, eloquent marketable feelings but I don't really 
I'm just kind of like a little ball of pure rage right now. And I'm trying, I'm really trying hard not to take it out on people. I I think what this COVID thing has done in the broader scheme is really tested my patience and helped me realize what my values are. And I've been doing a really, I think I've been doing a pretty good job of not going off the rails with things. But it's honestly difficult. And I think a lot of other people have reached breaking points and a lot of other people are just as angry as I am and just as upset and are devastated to watch this. And this podcast is really just a way to vent. Like, I'm just venting because I know that other people are just as angry as me and even the people who are delusional like the people this letter is for the people that I was acquaintances with in the past that have I guess gone to the dark side or whatever or gone to the ignorant side or whatever it is it's a hard time for everyone and I'm trying to keep that in mind I'm not a perfect person I'm not always I don't think anyone's completely in control of their emotions all the time and I find anger sometimes very clarifying and also a very destructive emotion and I'm trying to keep that in check to the best of my abilities but people are really unraveling because they're isolated there is an increase if you already had issues coping with depression and anxiety and certain other I would call them reactions to capitalism and the world that we kind of live in then this period of time is even harder for you and especially if you're someone who's like, hey, like, I can see why it's difficult for other people. I have, like, a slight degree of empathy. It's even fucking harder because everyone is being so cruel and so angry and at the same time also calling for a bunch of patience. And I kind of feel like people have run out of patience. And that should be okay to express. But there's a difference in expressing that like, hey, I'm feeling the pressure of the socioeconomic system and all of this racism and the sexism and all this repression that's happening right now from the government. There's a difference between being righteously indignant about reality and what's going on and being angry about things that aren't happening and that aren't going on. And that's also a problem. Like there's these people who are misled by conservative media especially that literally live in a different reality and I feel like I I cannot reach them anymore I can't even have a conversation on common ground anymore with a lot of these people because it's like their brain has been poisoned and it's frustrating and I don't know what to do because I like I'm just one person I'm just a fucking you know podcaster writer like I you know I don't have solutions to these things and I don't want to claim to have solutions to these things but I think a lot of people are finally realizing that this is going to be a long haul both the protests the 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 police brutality stuff that's going that's been going on for a very long time and the COVID stuff and yeah we are going to just have to demonstrate a lot more patience but this isn't a country founded on patience and empathy and trying to care for other people this is a nation whose values are completely fucked up and wrong right whether you want to go back 
all the way back in history and make the argument that, well, this country was colonized by a bunch of death cultists, or you want to just make it the present-day reality of like, wow, it really seems like the government's cracking down on political dissent in a weird, fucked-up way, which also tracks with history, by the way. But whatever time you're wanting your beefs to go back to, it's all relevant, and there is a broken value system in this country. There's a value system that prioritizes selfishness and greed and fuck you, I got mine above everything else. And autonomy, personal autonomy is an important value to have. It is a value that can be very protective for vulnerable populations. It is not a value to be wielded and weaponized against other people. And that's what I'm angry about. I'm angry that this country has made a cornerstone of its legacy such a despicable, I would even argue weak, unfulfilling principle that they literally can't see beyond it. They literally can't see that, hey, you are not the only person who matters. You have to exist within a community of people and if those people are suffering you're likely to suffer too i don't see why this is such a difficult concept to grasp in fact if you fall so low you have to rely on other people you just do and i don't think that a lot of people in this country realize that i think that their privilege has blinded them to that and it was a huge wake-up call for me when you know I had to live a very different life than what I was used to for a brief amount of time and it was very brief <laughs> but yeah when when you realize that you have to depend on other people to survive then your values shift a little bit and you realize what really matters and you realize that the only thing that matters is the people who show up for you and the people who care. And I'm extremely lucky to have those people in my life. And I want that for everyone. Even those people who hate me and there's a lot of people who on a theoretical level and personal level actually hate me because of what they perceive that I stand for and all of that. But yeah, again, like this letter says, I don't want to throw them in a fucking concentration camp or a gulag or anything like that. I don't want that. And this is, I, I wrote something, I might do like a standalone version of it too, on how keeping, maintaining a liberal mindset, and I don't mean politically, I mean keeping an open mindset in these times under repression is one of the bravest things you can do because it's so easy to fall into that trap of reactionaryism to fall into that trap of like well they want to do this to me so i want to do it to them and i think everyone has that little bit of vengeance in them we want justice but justice sometimes looks like revenge and how do you how do you maintain a justice-oriented mindset without falling into a revenge mindset? I don't know. I don't have answers for this because this is something I struggle with all the time. 
in my own mind. It's not something I go out and do. Like, I'm not, like, you know, scheming of, like, oh, this person wronged me, so I'm gonna go, like, find out, you know, and do this whole thing. I am a very peaceful person. I don't like conflict, even. I'm very conflict-averse. I know that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I was like, I was actually talking with a friend of mine a couple months ago, and I was saying this. Oh, I'm like really conflict averse, and they were just like, "You are," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, that's right." Publicly, I come off as very not conflict averse, but I really am. Like interpersonally, like I am such a softie. I really, I cannot handle conflict well at all on like an actual personal level it's very difficult for me but online i know that i come across a little strong i'm still trying to figure that out too i'm still trying to moderate <sighs> moderate certain impulses and things like that and then also recognize like wait a second you know this maybe wasn't like i'll write something like that right like that long ass open letter i just read in a moment of passion and i'll just throw it out to the world and then like literally minutes later i'll be like that was a huge mistake i can't believe i did that i'll have what's called a, a vulnerability hangover and i'm just like oh my god i'm so annoying why do i talk so much and why does anyone listen to me i'm literally the dumbest person ever oh my fucking god why do i even talk when i could just not talk and i could just not say anything and not do that. Why do I why do I feel compelled to do that? And I get so annoyed with myself. But then I see that sometimes other people like it and it's exactly what they needed to say to hear or see said at the time. And that was actually the reaction to this was like a lot of people being like, "Oh my god, like you said what I've been wanting to say this whole time." And so I guess that's what I'm here for. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do in the world and like maybe saying the things that other people want to say but don't feel like they can is what I'm supposed to do. And yeah, I I didn't really have a direction with where I wanted this episode of the podcast to go, but I wanted it to be about values and I wanted it to be not a complete downer either because there's so much bad news going on i've been sucked into it i feel like other people have been sucked into it and it, it's just a huge negative world right now but that's the reality right this is the world we live in we don't live in a world where the government treats us with respect that doesn't exist and it's a values problem. It's a fundamental values problem. And I think of all the ways it could have been. And then I think of all the ways it still could be. And I guess the ways it still could be are the things that kind of keep me going a little bit from day to day. I don't know how to share that with other people. I don't know how to show them that leaning on that imagination of how the world could be better has to be the thing that keeps you going because sometimes it's not enough for me as much as i can imagine different things being a reality i get so bogged down in what is that it's sometimes hard for me to see what could be i understand and i hope that everyone is able to carve out the little bit of peace that they can in the midst of all this chaos and this is what i was kind of getting at 
when I did the Jordan Peterson series and some of the other things I've talked about on other podcasts is this idea of chaos. We're perpetually in chaos. The The fact that we're more in chaos than we've ever been isn't entirely true. I think it's more visible because we have more time to look at it now in this country because everyone's been on lockdown. So we have more time to realize how chaotic things actually are because police brutality, racism, sexism, systemic oppression, none of these things have stopped. Like none of these, these things have been constantly going on for such a very long time. And I think that people are now becoming aware of that and they're not sure what direction to go in, but they're, they've reached a breaking point. They've reached a snapping point. We're at a very interesting point in history and we're at a turning point and I'm very excited to see where things go. I vacillate wildly throughout the day between rage and despair. Those are the main feelings I've been feeling. It's just, it's like rage and despair, rage and despair. And with the tiniest glimmer of, oh my god, people actually care about the things that I've cared about for so long. Like, there's like this tiniest sliver of hopefulness that's like getting me through. That sliver of hopefulness is doing some real emotional heavy lifting, y'all. And that's what I have to give you, is that Maybe we're reaching some kind of critical mass with people caring about oppression and government repression and all of these things, and maybe that might lead in a positive direction, or things could get much worse. I'm a little inclined to believe that things are going to get a lot worse. And I hope that everyone's safe. I've been sharing as many resources as I come across from National Lawyers Guild and uh, mutual aid organizations and different things that people can do to protect themselves in these times, especially if you're out in the streets protesting. Good God, like, please be safe and tell people where you're going. And there's a bunch of things that you can do to protect yourself and there's a bunch of things you can do if you if you can't be out on the streets you can donate to different causes you can give supplies to people who are protesting one of the most beautiful things i saw in the la protests that are still happening by the way there's pro there are multiple protests throughout la every single day if you follow the Black Lives Matter LA group on Instagram, they're really great at compiling a list of all the different demonstrations each day. You can just supply people water or snacks. That was one of the most beautiful things I saw in the protests was people giving each other, you know, supplies and stuff. Maybe they weren't able to march. You know, it's really hot right now, too. It's like hot as balls out there. So I really recommend... You know, showing up any way that you can, and it doesn't have to be in person. Maybe it's donating to causes. Maybe it's, um, a friend of mine recently said, you know, oh, I, I'm not sure what to do, but, you know, a friend of mine suggested this organization to donate to, and I donated to them, and that's great. Riot Ribs is, is the group, and they've been doing some great stuff on Twitter. Uh, definitely follow Riot Ribs. They are cooking for the revolution, uh, in Portland. 
And then there's a few other activist organizations that are doing a great job. All of the National Lawyers Guild organizations I highly recommend. I did a legal observer training a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. I don't know. Time is all blending together, you know. I highly recommend that. They're doing uh, different trainings on what to do if you're arrested or detained. Um, they're giving out a lot of information. They give out a ton of legal resources, too, by the way. If you find yourself a victim of police brutality or caught up in the arrests or things like that, um, they're a great organization. I'm trying to kind of find more organizations to support and things like that. I really like being in the thick of it. I can't quite do that right now as much as I want to because we're having bigger surges of COVID here and I'm a little nervous because I, um, you know, I, I, I'm nervous for a lot of reasons. I don't want to get COVID. I feel like that's valid, right? Like even if I might, you know, probably survive, I don't know if I would survive and I don't want to take that risk of getting super sick either and possibly having longer complications and not, not that like people who have complications already, like this is one of those things. It's like, we're allowed to care for everyone. We're allowed to care about people who already had pre-existing conditions. Like those people shouldn't have, to, we, I'm part of that group. We shouldn't have to be quarantined the whole time either. Just because some fucking idiots won't wear some fucking masks. Good God, by the way, the mask people. Uh, you know, what? I'm not even going to get started on that because I'm just going to start yelling. <laughs> I don't want to be yelling at people. The people who listen to this podcast are like the best, nicest people ever, and I don't want to yell at them. Maybe, maybe we can yell together. Can we yell together? Or just like, just for a second, just like, ah, my God. Ah. Ah. I don't know. That's going to totally screw up my audio editing. Why did I do that? Um. <laughs> We're angry. You're angry. I'm angry. I, like, just got to keep keeping on. I don't know. I, I'm trying to find the levity in these situations as much as possible. I'm doing my best to try to overcome the darkness. And it's hard. It's always hard. But... We're seeing more people than ever before really caring about how powerful the government's gotten and what they're doing to people. And this is a foundational year in history. This is one of those, you know, sometimes years happens in two weeks. I can't remember the exact quote, but you know what I'm talking about. History people know what I'm talking about here. Like, there, there are years where nothing happens and weeks where years happen. And this is one of those weeks where years happen. This is one of those years where we're going to see huge changes. And maybe they'll be in the right direction. Maybe they won't. But I can't wait to get the hell out of here again. Being trapped in this country is not good for anyone and i hope that everyone can try to find the little slivers of hope that they can in the midst of all this 
the chaos is going to continue. The chaos has always been. You don't deal with chaos by trying to force it into predetermined boxes so that you can have an entire, you know, so you can have a nice controlled life. The more you try to control your life, the harder it is for you when things really fall apart. And when things fall apart, you have no control. You are pretty much subject to the whims of what's going on around you. And I don't like for anyone to be in that situation. But the way through it is by accepting it and by finding a little sliver each day to get through it. And accepting that the chaos is temporary, but it's also everlasting. And if it's everlasting, then you have to find a way to power through. And it doesn't have to be in extreme ways. It can be in small, delicate ways. Yeah, so the antidote to chaos is acceptance. That everything's chaotic all of the time. And that we have very little power in the larger chaos, but we have a lot of individual power day to day, moment to moment, even if that moment means we just need to take a nap or something. And just detach from everything. Detach from the chaos to the extent that you can. Like I said, I wish I had better answers. These are very chaotic times. And I want us all to get through it. And I don't know if we can, but I know that every day that we wake up, is an opportunity to do something a little bit different than the day we did before. I don't want to be like falsely optimistic here because this is really serious stuff. But I want to say that there's a way through. Times of chaos actually give you the greatest opportunities for growth and development. Even if it's maybe not always in the most positive direction for a while. I think some people have to go through a lot of negativity and a lot of personal pain to get through to the other side. I don't want anyone to have to go through that, by the way. I'm just saying. But because there are no rules, because there's no time... Because everything is chaos, it presents a huge opportunity for creative solutions. Or not even creative solutions. I don't know that like solutions is the word I'm looking for, but creative approaches to coping. And maybe we're all going to realize that all of this was made up to begin with. The economy, time, work, art power. It was all made up by someone. So, therefore, you have a huge opportunity to make things up for yourself. And I think maybe that's a way through it, too. Why don't we make it up as we go and see what we can figure out? That's all I got. And if you like what you hear, please send me a message. <laughs> talk to me donate subscribe 
you know, all of that good stuff. If I was more savvy, I would maybe have sponsors for this show, but I'm not. And it's kind of hard to market yourself right now and work in general. But you know what? I'm going to keep keeping on. And I'm glad that some people are still listening to this and that you're keeping on too. Because you're brave as fuck. You're beautiful. And you got the right values. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Who's going to stick around? Who's going to stick by you? And sometimes it's going to be surprising people. And I hope everyone can find someone or something to lean on. Because it's going to be a long haul. We're not all in this together, unfortunately. I wish we were. But the people who matter will be in it with you. And that's what I got. And I hope you got something out of this. Please be safe out there to anyone who's protesting. And I'll be safe too. And I'll continue to share resources. And I hope we find some weird stuff to get into that is also good stuff. Solidarity.